super happy that we found our man. We are very grateful that he agreed to come, even though the terms were not what he would expect. But one thing that he's always said is that he, has, he feels he has unfinished business here with Ghana. And that is the biggest motivation for him and his team. And for who he is and for what he has achieved with Ghana, we firmly believe that this is not Matra Makwe. This is not Matra Makwe. This is not Matra Makwe. Because he's done it. He knows Ghana. He knows our culture. He knows our players. He knows our attitude. He knows our food. For which reason, we firmly believe that we have the right man in place. Rolonovich or whatever his name is, well, who the hell is he? The man comes in one, you sack him, and then somehow somebody decides that this old, whatever it is, it, it should be brought back together. You see, the only thing that bothered, uh, gave to the football fraternity of Ghana, I mean, you, Milovic, let them get a new coach. If they haven't already sacked him, the sports minister is here. He should be here to be listening to this. Where is he? Are you the sponsor? You might be here. Who's in the Americano? Suck him if you haven't done that already, or you yourself will be sacked. I didn't watch the match, the match conference. I didn't. For some time, I stopped watching them. But on this particular occasion, I wasn't very well. I was afraid that if I watched them, my condition was going to Mr. Speaker, there's a question I want to pose to the blasters of Ghana. LA number one continue school. Where are you were there? You would all testify to my agility. Mr. Speaker, I could dive to the ends of the post. I could. I will lend you the cash. That's how they referred me to. It, it was a very difficult game and very, very challenging. Because uh, throughout the game, we were taking the lead and they were equalizing. And uh, fortunately for us, the second equalizer they had raised our image, our determination, and uh, raised our game up. And uh, we got our third goal and happened to win the game. I see. But uh, fortunately for us, our last game against Inter Allies, we won. So that also motivated us to believe that. This was a game we have to win, and by the grace of our, of our God, the good Lord, motivated us, projected us, directed us, dictated us for us to go through to win this game. Coaching is putting your thinking into action. That is all what coaching is about. Now, I studied them, I showed them, I revisited the match they played against us. Then I saw that we gave them enough space to operate because they are full of techniques. The boys, the 14, 20, 10, 8, 12. Very, very with the ball. When you give them space, so we try something called uh, tracking and getting free. Track them, get free and play. So we deny them the space for them to maneuver. In terms of power play, it's zilch. If you watch our game against Mali, mm -hmm. the young man was running away from taking uh, in, uh, taking the ball. He didn't want it. Give me way, give me way. 
he was practically running away. He was running away when we were and when we were being marooned and we were under attack from the Malians, and he had the opportunity of staking a claim in the team. Anytime an attempt was made to him with a ball, with a pass, he's running away. He's running away, leaving the ball, hiding, <laughs> hiding behind opponents. This whole Telemundo, hmm? it's like a, it's like a, it's like a. Um, <laughs> Okay. It's, it's Listen, something that sometimes for the, for the uninitiated, <laughs> Telemundo is a channel that shows telenovelas. Yes. <laughs> so this is like a soap opera. It's like a soap opera. <laughs> it's clearly it's a soap opera. Mm. It's, it's, it's winding down. So let's call uh, Estramandura man from Estramandura man. Ah, Mora. When the boy is coming to the player, he's running away. <laughs> <laughs> you don't watch the game. And shockingly. There's a certain Odum has blamed the grass for his defeat. <laughs> the sun when it came out, the sun when it went down, the rain when it fell, the rain when it didn't fall, the pole because it was too rusty, the net because a tampat was torn, his opponent because their fans were shouting. Are you saying that Odum blames everything, Every the elements, by himself? It himself. is never his fault. In fact, the last famous Odum interview, he said that. Listen, no. he said that. The team lost because the defenders know. <clears throat> they were supposed to be playing three back. <laughs> and when they are in transition, they are supposed to go for it. But they were not going for it. And I was telling them, go for it, go for it. And they were not minding me. And now we are, I'm very, very disappointed in my place. I'm very, very disappointed in my place. You are really wrong for this. You are wrong for this. <laughs> it's that time once again friday night is here benjamin inketia is here sports panorama is here we are live proudly brought to us by good day energy drink and betway a myriad of issues to discuss this week So the Ghana Premier League officially came to an end last week Sunday. Accra Hartsofok and Asante Kotoko bringing down the curtain. The second round begins today. Or the second round has already begun actually because that game is over. Between Wafa and Kim Faisal. We'll be talking about a few things regarding the Ghana Premier League. Who's been your best player of the first round. 
best referee, best coach, a few of those things. And then also, question for the Ghana Football Association. What has become of that investigation into that match-fixing incident? What has become of that investigation into the match-fixing incident involving Ash Gold and Intalice? This week, we heard from Pram Pram, you know, the Ghanaman Soccer Center of Excellence. The director of the facility says that the Ghana Football Association have huge plans for Pram Pram. Says there's a, a massive expansion project on the horizon and that we should look out for that one. Also this week, we found out that there are Ghanaian players who are stranded in Ukraine. Remember that the Ukraine crisis with Russia is basically just picking up steam. Started out just about yesterday morning or so. Gradually, gradually, it's becoming quite the situation. We have a Carabao Cup on our hands, um, or a Carabao Cup final on our hands this uh, weekend. It's Chelsea taking on Liverpool. And then, of course, we have a little debate on the issue of foreign players versus local players. Should local players get more preference? Do we call local players based on merit? Do we call them based on the clubs they play for? Are some local players legitimately better than some foreign players we invite? All that and more on Sports Panorama tonight. Join us with your thoughts via text, WhatsApp and Telegram. 0549 986 0549 986 The guys are here. Nathan Kwa is here. Fento Tahiru is here. The Osofo's assistant is here today. Daniel Kranting. I'm not sure if he will take over the, the prayer duties. He has to. Since the Osofo is not here himself. But no, he has to. He actually has to. He has no, to. We, we insist. Yeah, we we I'm, insist. I'm removing my belt. Yes, We please. insist that the junior please. rabbi takes over because every Sunday the religious he says he's at church. Today he must show us. Thank you. We don't commit the prayers to you, From junior Daniel rabbi. Panting. Oh, junior. Yes. Oh, junior, junior pastor. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Good evening to you and good, good evening to your listeners. Thank you, thank you very much, my brother. Pray for us. I like how you accepted the invitation. Pray for us. Can you usher us into the presence of the Lord? Today I visited my prophet. Mm. Which one is this? We we'll have two prophets. The first one is <clears throat> Opambo. You mean the one who can stitch stones? Thank you, my brother. Oh, Charlie. I don't know. Shame on him, sir. Oh, yeah, famous, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember that. You mean the nation's prophet? The nation's. <laughs> nation's. I visited him this morning. And what did you visit? visited? Uh, Reverend Udru. <laughs> Reverend Udru. Uh, you, oh, you mean Prophet Kofi Udru? Yeah. 
okay. You know, you know him. He's a yes, big, yes, he's, yes, a, he's yes. a big Gitty, man. I know him. Oh, very he's well. He's a big man. Yeah, yeah. Some of the most quotables in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> most sweet quotables. A few of them I can't quote. Here. <laughs> I can't quote. Ninety percent of them we can't quote. I can't quote. Right, let's continue. Let's continue. Let's begin with the Ghana Premier League just briefly. The second round started today. I just want to go around the table quick on a few opinions. Best match, best coach, best player from the first round, probably best goal and whatnot, and then we will move it on real quick. Friends has an issue with Galka. He wants to deal with today. If it w- Mm, if it wasn't for him, you, you I mean, I, if it wasn't for him, I would have forgotten about Galka totally. Oh, but they they still there. They, they still there. Eh? Yeah, yeah. What did they do? Because now? these days they organize President's Cup. Ah, okay. Uh-huh. We go reach there. Yes. <laughs> it's that next Friday. We go reach there. Yes. Daniel, let me start off with you. Ghana Premier League first round uh, over second round started today. Um, that game was between Wafa and Kim yeah. Faisal. Kim Faisal, I think they won by Gotenu. Yeah. Also, yeah. I believe so. Kinfraser actually no it ended two one actually in mm. favor of Kinfraser two one okay. so Wafa are struggling still struggling you know I thought things would change the second round but they are still struggling anywho coach of the first round for you I mean I don't think it's all that was go to one club oh no relax don't don't do ah, that Prosper Ogu my far he's a coach eh. yeah player of the first round player of the first round Etuga Hey. <laughs> I said all that was go to one Wait, How many goals from open play did the Tuga score? Oh, I mean, I don't care. No, I think he scored 11, 11, 11 in 13. In, mm-hmm. I think he scored and I think three, three of them have yeah. come from penalty yeah. because he scored two hat tricks as well. Mm. So that is. So, go, player, so coach, Prosper. first round, the Tuga takes the this thing. Tuga. Um, 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 where do we go? Team of the first Team round. Team of the first round, Kotoge again. Kotoge. Ah, why are you doing this? I told you. And then, game of the first round. Um, because I hadn't, in fact, we all hadn't seen it at the Babayara Stadium for a while. Uh-huh. Definitely, the, Pfizer, 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 Pfizer. Oh, that, that crazy game! Yeah, that, that was that a was very, hot, very good game. One. Very befitting for a, mm. a, a Kumasi Derby a return at the Babayara Stadium. Three two, killer, killer game. Goal of goal of the first round. Goal of the first round. Mm. That one, I, I need a bit more time to think about it. Hmm. I need a bit more time to think about it. Goal of the first round. It's difficult. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that the answer? Who, who, who has been, who has been the flop of the season so far? In terms of, especially in terms of new signings. Flop of the season. Now, you see, that one too, I'll have to think about it. Flop of the season. Shouldn't your house of folk have a few I candidates? Think I think that would be a... But it goes no, with him. Him. Ah, If you compare I, what he did last season... Mm-hmm. And you look at the euphoria around his coming to Accra hard to folk. Mm-hmm. He came in the Our problems commerce. at the start of the season. And then his actual influence on the team has been underwhelming. Mm. But I think there's a there's bit of context to it. You want to add the context? Oh, I mean, this, you know, I'll play, I won't play, running stomach type yeah, of thing. All, all that, all, all that uh, are you saying Awako hasn't been able to play because of running stomach? No, I'm only he saying that all kinds of things. One and a half months. All kinds of things. for the beans you went to eat. Nobody knows how bad I'm just, it was, I'm just saying that. Beans, that. Actually, something there inside. Oh, Bambara beans. <laughs> one and a half months running stomach. If you have one and a half months running stomach, you shouldn't You won't even be able to walk. You'll be finished. <laughs> you you'll be finished. You won't be able to walk. So <laughs> yeah, do. Hey, our no. But honestly, if you even look at what he's done on the pitch, mm-hmm. it's been a 
sharp contrast from what he did at Olympics. I called one good goal and went to sleep. That's for that one day. You see, we didn't bring him to had to folk to just come and score one goal. Mm. It's, it's it's not been the best. He himself will admit and had to the management to admit that there's more room for improvement. If we are judging by the first half, then he's my flop of the season so far. Hmm. Friends, you agree that Kotoko team of the season? Yes, Coach. team of the season, coach of the season, mm-hmm. goal of the season. Ah, <laughs> which is the goal of the season you're talking about? Any of the goals the that Tuga has scored. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy is confused. How can I be confused? Ah, I'm just telling you, I said I'm confused. But what, um, what are other awards do they mean? Referee of the season? For Kotoko. I'm just saying. No. Ah, okay. Team of the season, CEO of the season, coach of the season, player of the season, pass of the season of the first round, of the first round. Sorry, okay, but who says pass of the first round? Which bus ah, on the first round? But they don't have a new bus. But, but do, is there an award for buses of the season? Are you saying that Kotoko have bought a new bus so you have something to say? Yes, yes. You are saying you have yeah, something yes, to say? Yes, yes. Please let us hear it, you. Well, on behalf of Coach Nimli, I'm, I, I want to address, this is to Accra Heart Book. I'm quite surprised. It, <laughs> is it to Accra Heart Book? I'm coming, I'm coming. We'll, we'll get to that point. Hearts having done well on the pitch. I thought them. I thought that they would even respond off the pitch. Now that is not happening. Ah, so I'm coming. Relax. So on behalf of Coach Nimli, I want to call out Alaji. I come here. <laughs> I mean, Coach would have done it if he was here. So it's only why, right. why doesn't House of Work have a bus to uh, counter as anti control? Please, they bought their bus first. It doesn't matter. Buy another one. <laughs> You're being, you're being mysterious. <laughs> so, Alaji, I can be if you don't buy a bus now, 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 now. Don't say, coach, you didn't have said that. Numo, I can be. Numo, I can be. Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Uh, Let's move. Bye, guys. Who, but, who, who, I'm who, like, I mean, is it? We've gone through to, to all this. Yeah, yeah. Flop I, of the I, I feel. No, I, I agree with Tawako. I think he's shenanigans at the start of the season. You see, he was one of the best players in the Ghana Premier League last season. In fact, there are others who would argue that he was probably the best player last mm-hmm. season. So when you sign for a club like Kotoko, you're expected to bring a certain impact, Kuda, not just Kuda, domestically. A club like Accra had to fall. Oh, sorry. Hey! Hey! Don't do this. I am being exposed. Don't do this. I am being exposed. Charlie. So when you sign for a club like Accra Hearts of Folk, last time I went on radio and said Accra Kotoko Asante Kotoko. Kotoko na. Talk about that. Do Kotoko still have an Accra rep? You know those positions were quite interesting. Please, it was Edmond Aka who occupied that position for like 10 years. <laughs> Accra rep. Um, but like I was, uh, so as I was saying, I, I think when you sign for a club like a crowd hearts of folk, you're expected to bring a certain impact. And uh, given the amount of money they paid for a 30 plus something year old, um, you know, he was expected to bring massive influence to this squad, not just domestically, but in Africa as well. But he didn't play one minute of football in Africa. And got uh, and hearts of folk, and someone, <laughs> and hearts of folk were mightily embarrassed in Africa. And I'm not saying his absence uh, was why, but I'm saying that it contributed uh, to it because perhaps if he was ready to play. And uh, and listen, I'm not buying all of that. I'm not well. I had a stomach, a running stomach. We all know the, the, the back story to why he didn't want to play. And we can't encourage such shenanigans in a professional environment. So I think that all of the flack, he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and he's really not helped the club to be honest and his integration has come a, a, a tad bit too late hmm. and um uh, his coming into the team has not really brought the sort of impact that we expected it to have on this team and for me uh, i think that's a bit disappointing um you know because he was probably the highest profile signing by any club in the Premier League from last season. Mm. The rest of the deals that were done last season were a lot of free transfers uh, here and there. Kotoko largely dependent on bringing in relatively unknown players. Um, so it was Asafuk that signed the most high profile player in the league and uh, he's being a massive letdown. And it doesn't matter that he's now playing a consistent minutes. I think that he's been largely a passenger as well. He's not had the sort of impact that we expected him to have. He's just playing. But we haven't... Even Suleiman Tari's... You mean he's just occupying space? Thank you. In Daniel Cranton's uh, uh, football language. He was, he's just occupying space. Uh, you know. And l- listen, I, I don't even think it's arguable, but you can argue that Suleiman Tari's three matches he's played, he's had more impact than than, yeah. than anything Awaku has had yeah. since he started playing. Are you also saying, trying to say that Sule? has managed to play three matches, but somebody too was brought to the Ghana Premier League and couldn't even play. But that is what I am... That is exactly ah. what I am saying. Shule Muntari has basically played, what, two and a half games, actually. In fact, mm. two matches and ten minutes. Mm. His, his debut was... He was brought in late on against Olympics. Then he started against RTU and started and against Kotoko. That's it. But Shule Muntari's impact in this House of Folk thing is greater than... Uh, Awako's impact. That's why Awako is being a big letdown, in my opinion. So, um, but the first round, the team of the tournament definitely has been Kumasi Asantukoto. And let's give credit where it's due. And I think a lot of the credit has to go to Nanaya Amponsa because we sat here and criticized the team mm-hmm. last season mm-hmm. uh, following all of the shenanigans of their Africa campaign when they couldn't raise money to take the team to uh, certain countries and all of the last minute. Uh, you remember? You know, and, and we, we correctly criticized him. But I think this season, what Nana Yambansa has done with Kumasa Santu Kotoko um, is showing a lot of people. And it, I'm sorry to drag some people in here, but that's what leadership does. And that's what a lot of FE officials have to look to and probably contact him and learn. His if fellow he, CEOs. Thank you. And his fellow CEOs as well. Because, I mean, he's a young man, mm-hmm. um, but he's showing the way. Uh, when they, the, the, the Kotoko started their recruitment for this season, a lot of us were making fun of them. They were signing players from Division 2, two Division yep. 1. Yep. They brought two Cameroonians. People were laughing, you know, making reference to other Cameroonians that they signed that didn't exactly go too well, you know, and calling them Fege and Infege, you know. <laughs> but look at... Infege and Imbege. But six months down the line, look where we are massive impact is brought to the club. Uh, look at all of the commercial partnerships he's brought to Kumasi Asan to Kotoko. Incredibly encouraging. Uh, you look at uh, even the branding of this team mm-hmm. and the goodwill that the Kotoko team is, uh, uh, you know, the, is, is built with its supporters to the extent where uh, there's no even, there's limitation on stadium attendance and Kotoko is raising more money yeah. from much the revenue. Uh, than any of the clubs that even have fans present. It's the goodwill and feel-good factor around the club that is making people willing to part with money on match days, even when they're not at the stadium. So all of this, and this is true innovation, because I don't know, why didn't other, other clubs think about that? 
Why didn't their, their, their colleagues in Accra think about that idea? And you see, it's not too late. House of Oak could actually come up with a similar... Uh, they could have, in fact. I mean, now it's too late because now it's a, they lifted it, so everybody's at the stadium. Mm -hmm. But you see, it doesn't really matter. There are people who will not be going to the stadium that will still be willing to support the club. And this is actually... I think this is the truest test, Benjamin, of which club has the most supporters. All right. So also open up a momo and let's see who on a weekly basis compete on the pitch and what, compete off the pitch. What is this? What is that? That is true. This? I am throwing a challenge to Hearts of Folk. If you have supporters, you say you have more supporters than Kotoko. Also put out a momo number and let's see every match they will compare the revenue and see which club has raised more money. I think that is where the no, you see, at the end of the day, has to forget the money, control get the money, and the one that raises the most money gets the bragging right. How does anyone lose with this? There's no loser except people who are whose egos might be hurt. But you see, ego is not the most important thing here. We need the money. Abubakar, relax. No, I won't relax. <laughs> I am throwing a challenge to hearts of folk. If you say you have more supporters than Kotoko, mm -hmm. if you say you are the biggest club. In Ghana, Italy. launch a momo number. Encourage your fans to contribute. You see, and you see, uh, fan uh, contribute. That will show who has. Uh, more but more. I am telling you, it it show. Uh, so it shows who supporters have more money. Uh, okay, let's throw that challenge. Who supporters have more money? But what is going on? Challenge, young man. What is going on here? Let me finish. Let me finish. So hold Have you been given some appointment by Kosoko? No, I have not. But I am giving Hasofuk ideas to raise money instead of you to encourage me and support me. You are here. No, you see, I need throwing sand into my gallery. No, let, let me finish. Let me finish. So what? So this is. I said, has a folk have an avenue to raise money so by raise learning money. from Kotoko. Ah, okay. That's what I'm saying. So I'm saying that they should do it and throw a challenge do to the supporters. Do you want us to call Numo Opari? No, Opari is listening. Ah, okay. Opari can hear me. So I'm saying that <laughs> why can't <laughs> why can't no seriously no no seriously think about it okay we prefer to give it to the cash no 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 remember when we don't remember anything would no more the backstory that anytime me listeners no more, more, no more, more. No more, no 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 Yes, one eighty thousand just of this drive alone. Mm -hmm. You know, people should contribute and all. Even the la su la la no. They are no, doing it. Whatever it is, I think it's a great way of of raising money. Mm -hmm. And I think clubs need to find creative ways of raising the money. We all know that the spawn, that the money from start times, if you break it into crumbs and spread it around the table, it mm -hmm. won't be enough for anybody. Oh. So I think clubs need to find ways and means. Oh, but it makes a lot of sense, actually. Yes, of, of generating their money. Look, we talk about Santi Kotoko and all of mm -hmm. that. I think another club that deserves good plot is Bechem United. They have been brilliant. They are doing some very good things on and off the pitch. And mm -hmm. you find that very soon, teams will look at their structure, look at how the um, entities and companies will look at how they do their things and they'll be willing to support all of it that all of these things that Nanaya and Ponsa is doing it's not because you know of anything it's because he's managed to put a certain structure to what is happening at Santi Kosoko he's thinking 
He's thinking. There's when people want some. If he can provide this info that oh, this is the, the mm. club. These are our numbers. Go through it and see. Been innovative. Yes, with what those he, what type he's of things. And all there. clubs should also think about it. Yeah. Because that in this context, not a lot of money will come from government. <laughs> oh, that, okay. Daniel, what's what the meaning? But of Nita, this? how are you? I'm following. We, we, we all know how. To, we all know how to multitask. We can all multitask. No, he is not following. <laughs> how come? How, how how come in this context where clubs? No, hold on, hold on. Daniel Cranting, yes, <laughs> Mojang Kawini. Behave yourself. What is that? You know, in this context where government funding for the league mm-hmm. is almost absent, huh. we don't have a proper headline sponsor, and like we've said, the money from Star Times may not be enough to satisfy everybody's needs. So clubs need to find a way. Of generating their money but that will only come if you run your club properly mm-hmm. if your club is not run from a car boot or a back seat or some back road office somewhere where you don't have proper internet you don't have bank accounts some clubs don't even have email addresses hmm. please let's start let's start doing our things right yeah. we talk a lot about people say oh, if you strictly enforce the club mm-hmm. license we won't have a league let us not have one the point I'm making is that we need to start holding teams to proper standards. Mm-hmm. If we say the football, we want to do it, let's do it well. Mm. If not, then let's sleep. I like where yeah. you are going, Nathan. Keep going there. If we will do it, let us do it. If not, let's sleep. Mm-hmm. Let's sleep. Watching football and then yeah. you can't tell the grass from the ball. Ashore! TV. You can't tell. Ah, is that where? Is that the ball? No. <laughs> hey, where's the ball? Where's, where's, what's, what's, is that our hole with the ball? Or is the ball with Charlie, you know, no, we have to learn to do things. So I think that Kosoko will get their plaudits and they will keep making more money because mm. they are putting a structure to their things. Bechem will do well and I pray for the day they also start amassing some of these massive sponsorships. Hmm. Hearts of Oak have got a few things going for them. They can get better. They can mm. always get better. The biggest clubs are always adding more sponsors to their list. That always more money. Always. But Hearts of Oak, Charlie Depoviman project, how it was supposed to have been completed in December. Please, we need updates. I beg you. It is happening. See, it's happening. Kotoko, you, you know, one of the initiatives from Nanaya Mbosa is the mm-hmm. Asante Kotoko census. You know what us doing? Keep off, like count or get a database of all the yes. Yes. So when you go to a support the young, when you go for 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 sponsorship, you show num you show numbers. You don't go and say we have the biggest the biggest. Yeah. Charlie, that alone is not enough. It has to be practical. I mean, it has to be scientific. Scientific is yeah. the word. Thank you. I know recently when they went for the NLA sponsorship, the one that NLA decided to sponsor both Kotoko and Hasofuk. During the presentations, one club stood out because that club came with PowerPoint and data. The other one came to run their math. You see, we have gone past those things, those those those, those times. Oh. Relax. Let's start from the final issue to do the first round of the league. Let's talk about the match fixing incident. It looks from, like from last season. Yes, it looks like certain people are counting on the media to forget about this incident, so it will die a stillbirth, and then nobody will talk about it again. But the truth is that it won't happen because. I know for a fact that in our country and in our climate where we play football, this issue can come up again. First of all, Nathan, why do you think the FA is taking so long in investigating or coming to a conclusion on this matter? I I really do not know how far their investigations have gone into this matter. They've given us several assurances that... Because the GFA president has made strong statements about getting to the bottom of this. And I think that there's enough time or there there has been enough time to go through it. Somebody can make a counter-argument and say, oh, the AFCON disrupted things. So, you know, we're looking into that. But we can always walk and chew gum. 
we can always prepare for the AFCON and still look into this matter because this is huge. Listen, for a country that was rocked by number 12, I thought we would have been very eager to quickly make an example of those who want to drag this game into a, into the, you know the, the gutters, the, the gutters. Mm. but i'm quite surprised it's taking us ages to get to this point and the most surprising thing and 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 friends during the week we we're talking about it i saw an image of ex interallies captain hashmin musa boy oh boy playing was it a calf champions league game oh, for yes al hilal mm-hmm. Of uh, Sudan. Of Sudan. Clearly, that's not. You have Ghana. to describe who he is. Say the guy who's called. So Hashmin Musa, please for for hmm. the for our viewers or oh, no, sorry, for our listeners who yeah. have forgotten. Hashmin Musa was the player who came off the bench and scored two own goals in a bid to borrow his own words, destroyed the said bet his teammates had allegedly put together. And then after that, what happened? He was suspended. He was suspended. And then placed under a travel ban. Mm. You mean he was a flight risk? Yes. You understand? So, which means that he couldn't have gone anywhere. So, I'm just curious. So, how did he land in Sudan? And before transfers are done, <laughs> the FIFA transfer matching system, the GFA has to approve. So, how did it happen? How did he sign for another club? That is why I asked you, what oh has happened to that you know, match-fixing so, yeah, standard so, investigation? So, please, I think that the FA needs to really, really look at it carefully. Come to a conclusion. Mr. Hashmi One Musa, league has ended. Another first round has see, ended. Mr. Hashmi Musa, we are not saying he's done anything wrong, but he's been mentioned in this episode. So we need to get to the bottom of it and see what happens to him. Is he, has he been found guilty? Is he not guilty? Has he been warned? What happens to him? Because clearly he has gone through the Ghanaian airport. He filed his transfer papers. Mm-hmm. It has gone through the GFA system. I'm sure if you enter FIFA TMS, it's there. And he's playing in another country. Meanwhile, he's involved in a, alleged, in a, in a match-fixing episode, allegedly. And the FA is investigating. Remember, they, they asked the police to get involved because now it's gone beyond football. Mm-hmm. It is bordering on something quite criminal. Yep. Fair. So, so we, need, we really do need answers from the GFA. Maybe they have the answers, yeah. but they are sitting on it or they are investigating quietly. We just want to know no, what No, it's taking too long. Just, just quick thoughts on that before we... Yeah, no, me. I mean, Nathan has said it all. I think we have been very slow, very ponderous, very ineffective in the way we have approached um, this matter. And I think that it's... it's Hold on, hold on. Somebody way saying too that, long. Somebody saying that Hashmin is rather in Niger. Whatever it is. Out Niger, of thank he's you. He's in Niger. He's in Niger. I think he's in Niger. He's okay. Niger. He's okay. Niger. Thank you for thank correction. You. He's Niger. Bottom line, he's not in this country. And he's supposed to be here. He's and he's playing in a calf organized competition. Huh. That's the bottom line. So we're just saying that it, it shouldn't be. I think one of the things that will make even corporate Ghana take us seriously is the way we deal with these matters. Because sometimes I, I agree that it is impossible for the GFA to be able to prevent some of these things from happening. But when they happen, the way you deal with it is what will tell the corporate world whether you're serious or not. And that's what will tell people whether um, uh, you're worth investing in. And that's why we continue to struggle for sponsorship because nobody seems to take us seriously. How do you... uh, A match of this much disgrace at the end of the season was the last game of last season. We have been investigating, investigating, and we know that it is not, or probably not a straightforward matter. But whatever be the case, whichever parties are involved, expediting action and getting justice and getting to the bottom of it is very important. Because justice delayed, it always says justice denied. We don't care. If you say if it takes two, hours, two, two years to come out, 
it is progress report. And you see, don't let nobody come and tell me that if it takes two years to come out and it is the truth, it is better than rushing it out and 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 not finding finding out the truth. Bottom line is, it is possible to find out the truth within a short period mm-hmm. if you're competent enough In and fact, you know what I, you're doing. I, I, so I, I, I wouldn't buy that. Ended by now. We should, exactly. have, we should have had a report by now. You know, and you know, and it doesn't help when people say uh, or people suggest that the reason they can't take action is because of the people involved in those clubs, and that some CEOs have reportedly dared some people at the FA to to not try and. Uh, I mean, it's looking, it's looking true. Otherwise, now. he would open a can of worms. It's looking true and, now. And now the matter is, you see, and so this thing, all of these speculations, those don't speculations help are anybody. being given legs now. Yes, so you don't do that. All right. The more you wait, the more you wait. And that's, you see, the other thing is that the silence is just too loud. There is no update. There's nothing. You know, the last time anybody said anything was that press conference you went to. That's the season launch at the start of the season. At the start of the where the GF president said that they were nearing the conclusion of this matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's been it's been what five months. Nothing. We will make it our duty to hammer on that thing every sports panorama episode. I had a chat with an official of a of a certain foreign bank, Mm. and I asked him that. "Ah, But why are you not sponsoring the Ghana Premier League? And you are sponsoring some league in Southern Africa or Eastern Africa somewhere? (laughs) He looked at me and said, "Listen, when we hear all these crazy stories of referees going into matches with predetermined results and things, we are not inspired." to sponsor the Ghana Premier League. But we'd rather spend our money elsewhere. That league may not be as glamorous as anything, but that league does not have match-fixing episodes and dodgy officiating mm-hmm. and all kinds of things and officials who are not ready to do the right thing. It really struck me. And I said, oh, Ghana. So it means that this product is very sellable, but we don't do enough to, to, to give it a, a good image or we don't do enough to enhance the image so people will come and sponsor we know the stories of various league sponsorships that have ended with fat, fat, fat commissions in people's pockets. <laughs> Heavy agent fees. Where the agent fees are more, when you put it together, the agent fees are more than what the clubs get at the end of the day. Why? Hard. Come off my we we will hammer on this every yeah, single as episode. As for the match fixing, there we have to talk about every it. single episode. Until, until we see that they report. need to get that's, that's, what, that's yes. where we are going next. So they say the president's cup is next week. So that means more super two. Hey, hooray! Are you happy? I don't like the looks. The looks on their faces across the table. Aren't you supposed a, to be happy for hard cut off? A very good friend, Yao Minta, mm-hmm. tweeted a very interesting suggestion. Mm-hmm. He said, "Why can't we copy something similar to the NBA All Star?" Mm-hmm. We played the first round, right? Yep. We know the players who excelled. Are we mm-hmm. saying we can't get 23 or 28 players who did well in the league? And Let them play are against able each to other. even divide our league. That would make so much sense. Our FA Cup is played based on zones. zones mm-hmm. yeah. So we know which teams, even the NC competition, so we know which teams are north and south. So the suggestion is, is brilliant. Mm-hmm. We can have so a, north, a northern 11. Not, nothing 11. Southern 11. Yes. Find two nice coaches. It makes so much sense. It does. Or... We could initiate a whole new competition altogether, like the League Cup, yeah. and make sure that it culminates, the final culminates... Uh, the Independence t- Day. T- yes, around the Independence time. And then we can use those two clubs to play uh, in the President's Cup. Because as it stands now, mm-hmm. there is no format whatsoever 
in determining who plays in the President's Cup. It ah, is a unilateral decision. Somebody just sits down, yes, and says, Every day has Kotoko. Every day has Kotoko. It is lazy, it is unscientific, and it is destroying. No, it's true, and it's destroying that particular rivalry. Shock. One of the reasons the Kotoko last season they were like five or six super cups. Before super that, there was classes. a season where they played like seven times. <laughs> it makes it they played in the top four. Gaka, the President's Cup, you know, First Lady Cup, Hadja Cup, everything they would play at the Congress. Friendly, my two legged friendly games. Oh I was at the Babaya Arrested. The, 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 the interval between one first like four months. There was one in two months. There was one Charlie, you stop that. What is that? What is that? You see, we are diluting the the rivalry. You don't go to Egypt, Zamalek and Al Ali don't get up and start playing friendly matches. Or Real Madrid versus Barcelona, friendly match, uh, President's Cup, or the King of Spain's Cup, then you call the two teams, come and play. What is that? <laughs> the people at Gaka, they just wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. When it is, the only time you hear Gaka is when it's President's Cup, then they'll go. You see, in fact, I was there. 20, Are you 20, saying that Gaka don't oh, fight for 20, 2015 or 2016? 20, you see, hey, Fradinia Kupo, Ghana football. 2015 or 2016, I was there in Kumasi. It was Ashanti Gold versus Akara Heart of Folk. So much like that. It was supposed to be a one legged game. The final of a Galka top four or something, top eight something. You see, final Oben, they played the game, the game ended in a draw. Officials of Gaka walked onto the pitch and said the game was so nice that we have to win it to the second leg. I remember this. Oh ah, my goodness. Ah, ben, I was there. This is not your nah, seat. This, 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 this is a final. Yeah. And because they were fans and the game was nice, they knew that if they shared another one, we need to go commit the whole Gaka. What is this? All because it is easy, it's cheap. No, it Charlie. Is, no, just. just Tell you give Tell you the match never passed. No, tell you match never. Is it? 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 Is Gaka officials walk down, they open the gate for them, and you see them, they've tucked in their shirt with jeans, and they are walking, and there's like three people walking there, and they go and gather the referees, and then they call the two captains, and they tell them that, Charlie, Mamusha, much no. No match near guy. second leg. Just like that, then you determine second leg. What is this? Even if you play FIFA career mode or FIFA story mode, they don't do can't do this. So can't do this. All I'm saying is that Gaka should start thinking. Find a creative way of making that uh, President's Cup a valuable competition. Don't just get up, wake up every day and call has Kotoko or has Ash Gold. And just it, it makes no sense. I want structure to the competition. Not the structure you have, you have, you have in front of you. Have plenty. No, this one is different. No, this one is different. This one is thesis. Uh, this one is thesis on oh, Gazprom and, and Russia and Ukraine. <laughs> so we'll get there. Uh -huh. But I'm basically saying that Gaka can find a properly structured competition, uh, either a season-long one or a one-off match that has structure where everybody knows 
at the end of the season how you will qualify to play for the President's Cup. As it stands, if you ask the Gakko officials uh, how anybody qualifies to play for in the President's Cup, they can't tell you. You and I have been covering that competition a long time. We don't know how they determine the two, uh, the, the two teams to play in the competition. Mm. And it's just almost like... every. And you see, we are not saying that every season is has Kotoko. No. There have been other teams involved. But what I have realized is that they always look at the season and then they see which two teams are making waves. Then they say, ah, you know what, this team and this team are doing well. Come so and play. They should come and play. So we've seen Ashgo played at the time they were doing well under Bashir Hinford. We've seen uh, Olympics played when the, the rivalry with Kotoko yeah. became something. Uh, sorry, the rivalry with Hazelfog was kind of, uh, you know, picking up again. Then they call them to come and play. Then they, when they go to Kumase, it is Ashgo and Kotoko. Uh, you understand? You will never see a President's Cup in Gumasi where it is Kumasi as Kotoko and Olympics. Who will be that? And Kotoko and Wildstar. They will play as gold or they will play Hasofo. Uh, uh, Why? What's the structure? Every day. Because you, you, it's, it's easy money. It's cheap money. It's lazy. It's very lazy. Oh. Patrick Akoto and the people at Gaka, please. You are better than this. Me, I'm calling you out. Oh, Charlie. He's our good friend. Patrick. And, uh, and, and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Alaji Dede. Eric. And then their boss, Mr. Kujofiano. You have been running football a very long time. AKA Mafioso. Thank you. Think about something more structured, more scientific, <laughs> more organized, more predictable. More exciting. More exciting. Charlie, Charlie. It's not everyday Kotoko has Kotoko has has Destroyed. They've ended up at the mercy of Kujofiano. My. I just remember that I have something in the archives. Please, let us hear it. <laughs> Should I say this? No, drop it, I beg you. <laughs> You've come too far to Please. turn back. You've come too far. The bell has been rung for you. You You've can't do this. <laughs> so, this, this story, there's a serious story. <laughs> this, what, like this is what happened in 91. <laughs> hey! Yeah, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you later. Oh, Charlie, you. don't. Is don't it, because this is a serious story. You guys, check out the system, man. You got this one from. <laughs> okay, let's move the conversation on. Let's talk about Ukraine because that's where everything is happening now. Sports, entertainment, politics, everything is woven into one. Let me read a few messages though before we go into the um, bits about Ukraine. This one here uh, says, My sports panorama crew, good evening. Prayer is that Liverpool win the Carabao Cup on Sunday and we win the EPL Trophy. Listening live from Ibri, live from Lipu. Mama. Yeah, Charlie. Jude inside Kakasunanka says, We, the Gunners, are not games in hand FC or trophy haters. We are taking things game by game and we believe, you see, bracket in Bobo's voice. The good Lord will protect us, us, motivate us, us, propel us, and catapult us, us to the top for Oh, Charlie! <laughs> oh, Charlie, you be guy. This one here is from Moses Kofinoy from Ablekuma South. Hey, you see, into, into what? It's a Chelsea FC 2022, our year of trophies. Come Sunday, we have another trophy to grab. Titi, coach of the moment. Hey, <laughs> Charlie. Um, Kwesi Anfield from Wager. Says, can't wait to see my darling club Liverpool do justice to the old ladies of Chelsea. We can maintain most of the foreign players, but as for the goalkeeper, pa dear, let's maintain the local goalkeepers. This one here from Rexford from Koforidia says, 
our God motivated us, prepared us, prayed for us, saved us, engendered us. Was that a post-match interview by Selastete Bobovic? The <laughs> <laughs> Ghanaian coaches. Thank God for the current generation of coaches. This one here is last week. Fans claimed that Hearts would be massacred. Kotoko are on form. Blah, blah, blah. Some of us still insist that Hearts Kotoko games are won by the side which parades players who have the temperament for such for such our attackers inability to finish off chances the so-called informed team would have gone to a funeral is it okay for but for our attackers inability to finish chances the so-called informed team would have gone to a funeral in kumasi rexford again with that one gabriel scott says that so daniel's so daniel prayer and you are mentioning your pastor's name hmm, by the way i'm enjoying the analysis and the show on my way to so many and laughing in the kind of people are looking at me Zylix doing in London says Liverpool win on Sunday and win the league too. Um, this one says, okay, but it was when was Zylix doing birthday? Yesterday, yesterday, I think. So hmm. happy, belated happy birthday. Mm. More messages. This one here says, I love your show. Greetings to all, especially coach. Mind you all the way. Igwe from Trasaco. First time to text. Okay, Farouk headliner inside says, Friends should stop that subtle banter. I think you're talking about Hasselfolk and his <laughs> issues. Ezekiel Young says, Until our league is properly structured and the people at the helm of the local league relegate their personal interests and project the interests of Ghanaian football, the argument of getting more local players into the national team will continue to be a mirage. Okay? Bellyman inside Tema says, I think the local players must be blended with the foreign players almost evenly. And Liverpool will beat Chelsea 2-0. Good evening to my guys. Okay, Drew from Adenta says, Good evening, guys. I... Am I the only United fan believing we can win the Champions League? But to be honest, Man United have to step up or else Atletico will punish us in the second leg. Mr. Sari from Apollonia says, Fent, every House of Oak fan knows that Kotoko is the richest club in Ghana. It doesn't mean Kotoko is the best team in Ghana. If Kotoko have money, they should build a stadium. We are all in the same soup. Has and Kotoko. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. They say, they say if you have money, build your own stadium. Oh, it is coming. They say stop yeah. doing Momo competition and build your own. It is coming. Kale, what's up with the Adaku Jachi project? You mean... AJ City. No, AJ... The AJ Complex. AJ Sports Complex. Oh, Charlie. AJ Sports Complex. They say what's up? You didn't say tell us the name. What's up? AJ Sports Complex. Okay, now tell us what's going on there. Charlie, Shout outs to you this evening. He's listening. He's yeah. listening. I know I know he's listening. Yeah. But, no, but coach, you need to know that, that that picture of you that was taken. Oh, the one where he was sitting on the bench yeah. outside. Yeah. 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 Under the ground under lock and key. Epic stuff. You see, me, I, 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 I was very close to Coach Duncan when he was in charge of Kotoko at the time, you know. Yeah. And then I, I when I went to the I said I heard that the team was training at Babaya. So I called Coach. I said, ah, Coach. I said that team is training at Babayara. Coach, where I said, eh, me, I'm here at Adako Jachi. I'm waiting for the team. I said, Coach. 
Michaelos has taken the team to Baby Aris. You knew with the team over there. Telegana football. Hey, the head coach. Head coach of the team is waiting for the team at the training ground. The assistant coach has taken the team to the stadium to go and train. <laughs> and you wonder why our league is not progressing. <laughs> but that is not. I don't think that is us. That's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Duncan's own is as severe as the Lugarisic one. Lugarisic there. He came, he got off his car. He was trying to access the training ground. Sedu Mba stepped in front. Oh, quiet! Move back and stop coaching. Move back and stop coaching. Move back and stop Chairman, that's a new bow. He said, I said, Chairman, meeting now, now, just kind of board meeting, board meeting. But ever since the Canadian girls kidnapped him, said Dumba has, yeah, relaxed. No, but guys, I, 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 I saw something though. I just wanted to bring that to you. Do you remember that there was a picture where Togbe Afede and Kwamichi were pictured in Cameroon, <laughs> apparently to attend meetings on the Eva. African Super League. Yes. What has come of it? Kotoko and House of Folk, are you really considering entering the Super League? Do you have the funds? Hmm. Can you raise the money? They said the seed money is about 25, 25 million. 25 million? Uh, uh, 25 million to be provided by... The clubs the club. participating the participating. Actually, uh, Ghanaian clubs, do they have... Do they know how to contribute? That's why I was surprised when I saw the two of them there. <laughs> no, that, that was a rumor, though. I think, I think the 25 million is a rumor, though. I'm yeah. not sure that will be the... No, but there's definitely an entry fee. That's Even if the entry fee is $10 million, yeah. it is still a lot for our clubs. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get information on that a little later. But um, let's let's talk about Ukraine's issues. Like I said, um, we... we we interviewed Najib Yakubu um, on on. We interviewed Najib Yakubu here yesterday. He said that look, the situation in Ukraine is dire. As a player, he went to training a couple of days, and then just on Thursday morning, he was sent a notice by his club that there's no more training. Everybody stay at home. His situation has just flipped around in the space of less than 24 hours, and he says that he has food only to last him. A maximum three days. So After, is it three days in addition to the day of the interview or what? Interesting question. Hey! That's an interesting question. So by now, we, we are almost we are at a, one one day and a half or one day for his food to run out. Yeah. Um, he's one of three players who play in Ukraine. Um, he spoke to Fent on a host of issues since the Russia invasion of Ukraine started. Let's take a listen to this and then we'll come back in studio and try and make sense of the issues that have uh, happened so far. Uh, yesterday I went to train and everything was fine. Yeah, so this morning I woke up with the news. I was like, oh, what's going on? They sent emergency me- message, like information that no training, stay home, be safe. This was going on. And I started to watch in, you know, WhatsApp. I saw, I called my friends in the other, the, the city that's attacked. They said, no, this is not a movie, but it's serious, you know. But I'm close to a city here. It's just one hour, 13 minutes from here, like something like that, yeah. From Kharkiv. And they attacked 
they have they've, they've been attacked. So I don't know what's next. It just happened today. So I don't know what to take it like where to take it from here. We are just confused and we are being stuck here. Nothing is working. Like no 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 restaurants, no bank. Bank is not working. Taxis are not working. Trains are not working. Airports are not working. Nothing is working. Like nothing, nothing. We supermarket saw. Supermarket been full up. You know everything is finished in supermarket and all this shop shop and all. So, don't know what to do now. We really don't know what to do. We have to move as soon as possible that we can. But how can we? That's starting here. We saw from the news that there were a lot of people on the streets rushing to the supermarkets and all of that. Did you get a chance yeah. to grab anything for yourself? Do you have enough food mm -hmm. at home? Yeah, no, not enough. You can't get enough because before you get there, it's almost done. So you also have to take small and leave some for someone, you know, so that everyone can get something. But if you're going to take everything, you don't even get there. You don't even get some when you get there. So genuinely, when you look at what you have, do you live alone? And how long do you think that will last? If help doesn't come, you might run out of food. Maybe two, three days, I think, yeah. The food you have can only last you for two or three days? Yeah, I think so, two, three days. And if they restock it, I can go get some, some food, yeah. But I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, tomorrow, next. If everything is going back to normal or... Getting going to get worse, yeah. Have you been in touch with the other Ghanaian players there or anyone from the Ghanaian community? I'm sure you know some people who are Ghanaians who live around you. Have you been yeah, in the, touch? The students, students, there, there are a lot of students here. Oh, Ghanaian students, oh, a lot. Have you been in touch with any of them? And does any of them have any more information for you that's probably good for you, or what's the situation with them, too? Everyone don't know what's going on because it happened today. You don't know where to move to, like where where is it? We don't we don't really know what to do. No, it's just the same thing. What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? That's it. That's what we've been saying since morning. What can we do? Where are we going to? And then closest border here is like fifteen hours with bus. Because train is not working, nothing is working, there's no bus going there. How can you get a car to that place? It's just we are just stuck here. We don't know what to do. Right? So you are saying that even if they wanted to help and they organized leaving a bus because obviously now airspace is closed trains closed and they got a bus even it will be hard for you to get out of the city yeah from here to poland like from here to poland is like 15 hours with bus that's to the border yeah but i don't know for sure if someone is willing to sacrifice and take us here <laughs> it's very very hard now but even now, it's okay. If we have to leave, we have to leave from this moment, from today, tomorrow, tomorrow next. But there's no option. You don't know what to do. So that's Najib Yakubu. Places football in Ukraine. <laughs> I know this is not a laughing matter. But the guy, he said he gets food worth three days. But he said he chopped. Behave yourself. <laughs> no, but if you get if you get food worth three days, <laughs> if, you, you know, relax if, you, if you used to eat three times a day, right now you for you make very calm. You chop once a day, you know, What you are going to? Do.
<laughs> no, but <laughs> on a more serious note, let's let's a serious issue. yeah, let's let, 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 let's get to more ser- friend. Najib Najib seems at a loss to what is actually going to happen yeah. when his food runs out. Um, he I, I'm guessing he's in his private residence now, mm-hmm. and he will not be stepping out anytime soon until perhaps it is deemed safe to step out. The difficulty with the people in Ukraine, including even the students, the footballers, all of them, is that there is no Ghanaian embassy in Ukraine. Ghana doesn't have a mission in that Ukraine. That is a disaster. Um, and it was, I think, originally the Russian embassy, the Ghana embassy in Russia, mm-hmm. was in charge of uh, Ukraine. They had oversight responsibility over Ukraine, but then the Russians didn't like that. And so the Ghana... Uh, foreign ministry was forced to take that responsibility from the uh, the embassy in Russia mm-hmm. and hand it out to a different mission. And as it stands, my understanding is that it is the Ghana embassy in Switzerland that is handling that has oversight responsibilities over uh, issues in Ukraine. Over issues in Ukraine. And even with that, there are issues because even there are claims that it's supposed to be technically Turkey. So bottom line is, that's the a, Swiss. That's a, that's a it is a, it, it, it is a, quite chaotic. But bottom line is, I know the embassy in Switzerland are working. They are the ones that are coordinating the students' congregation and what have you. And I know that they have started to ask the students to congregate at Lev. Lev is the city uh, closest to the Poland border. Mm-hmm. And that is where Najib was talking about as being 15 hours away from away from him. And where Najib is, is one hour from Kharkiv. Kharkiv was one of the first cities, cities that was actually attacked. That mm-hmm. was hit mm-hmm. uh, by the Russian invasion. Kharkiv is like one hour, 30 minutes away uh, from where the where Najib says he is. Yes. Yep. So, so uh, from there to the Poland border, to the congregation point as things stand now, is 15 hours. The challenge is, Ukraine has the second largest uh, uh, space in the whole of Europe. So, uh, the students, the players, everybody is spread all over Ukraine. So, even congregating at one place is not easy. Mm-hmm. Now, with all of what's going on, they have the checkpoints have increased monumentally. So even if Najib were to get on a bus today, heading for Lev for 15 hours, 15 hours basically is a distance from Accra to Paga, literally the border of Burkina, Burkina Faso. Faso. That is the full length of Ghana. In fact, that's the longest distance in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Accra to Paga. That is the length that he has to travel to get to a point where Ghana can eventually evacuate. Uh, 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 evacuates him mm-hmm. along with all the others. So, from what I have been told, some of them have started to move towards Lev, and this could take days to get to with all of the checkpoints and all of the, the traffic stuff jumps are crazy. Najib hasn't left because I spoke to him and he's been in touch with people because I got him some contacts. He's spoken to some people that are helping him. He's even afraid to leave, but he has to leave, and he's told me that he will try and leave tomorrow. So if he does leave tomorrow, it could take him maybe two days, three days to get to the border town in Lviv, where the Ghana liaison officer, who wasn't in Ukraine, by the way, left from Switzerland to go to Ukraine to now go and meet the students and all of the other Ghanaian citizens there to try and organize evacuation for them. What is not possible 
is that you see like some people make it seem very simplistic they can't you can't just carry a helicopter hop around ukraine picking every Ghanaian nope. that it's nope. not possible even if you want to put a plane in kiev mm -hmm. you can't airlift your people out of Kiev. you can't even get the plane in there so flights aren't even allowed in there. even 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 with the Ghanaian liaison officer and people congregate even that's going to go through a ton of yes because the liaison officer from what i've in fact he spoke in an interview this morning on tv3 he had to take a flight from switzerland to rome um to warsaw sorry poland and then go by car because you can't fly yep and going from by car as an exactly so it's a very long process and i feel for him and he's very right when he says that he has food to last him a few days because once he runs out it's going to be very difficult for him to get any other new supplies because as things that he can't even have access to his money because ATMs have run out of cash in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So if he doesn't already have cash, hopefully maybe the rounds, I didn't ask him about that, but maybe hopefully the rounds that he went out to do uh, on, the, on the day of the incident and got food to last him two or three days, hopefully he got some money out of there. Because as things done, if he doesn't have cash with him, it could be really difficult for him to even get money, to even fund his transportation. So it's very complicated. And as things done... Um, nobody wants to be in that situation at all, but it makes it extra harder, even for the Ghana Foreign Ministry, to try and get all of these students out. Because the best chance of anybody getting out is for you to try and make your way to live. Because on your own, they can't come in there and come and pick you. It's not like here in Kumasi, you can take up well, and go around, then you come and hop. No, it's not possible. Because even movement, in fact, some of the students, where they are, it's impossible for them to move. And what when you read all of the intel coming in, even the Ukrainians are now even beginning to bomb access points to prevent the enemies from coming in. Yeah. You understand? So they are bombing bridges of their own. Mm -hmm. They are bombing tunnels, which are all access routes to the borders, mm -hmm. to the border towns. So if you are caught in the middle of all of it, you really have no... It's a very helpless situation. Mm -hmm for anybody to find very, themselves. Very, very so dire situation. It, it, it really is. And I'm very afraid for a lot of those footballers and especially all those Ghanaian students that are caught up there. But the impact on lives is just as huge as the impact on sports itself. This mm -hmm. Russia-Ukraine mm -hmm. war. Mm -hmm. Before we came in here, significant moves that have been made as a result of this. Yeah. The UEFA Champions League final has been moved to Paris. Yep. St. Denis, yeah. <clears throat> yes from St. Petersburg. The Russian Grand Prix in F1 that mm -hmm. was scheduled to come mm -hmm. up in September, uh, in September has been cancelled. That was in Sochi. Yes, in Sochi. Schalke 04, the German team mm. that have been sponsored by yes. the Russian Gazprom. gas company Gazprom since 2007. Yep. 30 million a year yep. contract. Yep. They have decided that they will take the Gazprom logo off their shirt. They haven't decided on cancellation of the contract. Manchester United, though, have acted. Yes, they, they have. They? Yes, they, they, have. They, have. they have canceled their sponsorship deal Aeroflot. with Aeroflot. Aeroflot are the official Russian airline. And they have been Man United official carrier since 2013. They have a contract until 2023, reportedly worth $40 million a year. Mm -hmm. United have said they are canceling that contract. Mm -hmm. So there is cash. People have to be careful now when they speak. <laughs> now, moving on. It's only well, you won't touch million. on Abramovich? Um, I will touch on Abramovich. Mm -hmm. Euro Basketball League. Mm -hmm. There was a showdown between Barcelona and Cheska Moscow. Mm -hmm. In Moscow. Mm -hmm. 
that has been cancelled. The ATP Challenger was scheduled for next week. Tennis is being cancelled. Now, let's just pause on the basketball bit. And I think they will be hit the most mm -hmm. because there are a lot of basketball teams from Russia that are actually powerhouses yes. in terms of Eurobasket. So there's, you, you mentioned Cheska Moscow. Um, there's Lokomotiv as well. They have a team. Ruben have a team mm -hmm. as well. Very big teams. And then there's also, I think, uh, Dynamo Moscow. So it's That's a, a lot of yeah. teams. You know, and from all indications, from the analysis that I've read everywhere, there is a reported $500 million in sponsorship deals mm -hmm. that will be affected as a result of this war. One of them also includes... Of and this course, is even as initial analysis. Yes, because even UEFA themselves, mm -hmm. at the moment, are being sponsored by Gazprom who are sponsoring UEFA qualifiers, the European, the, Euro, the, the Euros themselves. Gazprom have their prints everywhere. 60, yes, at 60 million a year for UEFA. They're sponsoring FIFA mm -hmm. at the World Cup. Both organizations haven't said anything about the sponsorship deal. Mm -hmm. Haas, the F1 team, Haas, they are being sponsored by uh, Uracoli. Uracoli is a uh, fertilizer company, also state-owned. <laughs> They have decided that, and it's an American company. So for them, they don't really have a choice. Even if they didn't cancel the, the, the they, deal, they, because of the sanctions that Biden has imposed on Russia, yeah. they wouldn't even be able to receive payments. Mm -hmm. So they have canceled that particular deal. And what it means is that, and funny enough, uh, Nikita Mazepin, the, one of the drivers for the Haas F1 team, his father is the CEO of the Urakali company. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, in the Haas statement, they said that Mazepin will continue to drive for the team, but their future or their relationship with, 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 with Urakali uh, is off. And you see, because of that contract with Urakali, what was happening was that Haas F1 team, their car livery was all in the Russian flag. So hmm. as at yesterday and today, they have, they have, to, uh, yes, they have had to rebrand the entire car, including even their paddock. And remove all of the Russian uh, flag and all of the Uracali signs. And then they have announced that this season they'll be driving in an all-white car with no branding on top of it. And this is especially difficult for Haas because just two years ago, not two years, just, uh, in 2020, so just two years ago, mm -hmm. in 2020, they signed another contract with Rich Energy. That turned out to be a fraudulent deal. The company actually didn't exist. They cancelled that. They went to Urakali, and now this has happened. So has F1 team actually risk going out of business? Unless, the only option for them, unless they find a headline sponsor anytime soon, which looks very unlikely, or all the other F1 teams are able to contribute money to try and support has F1 team to keep it going. So the consequences are massive. In fact, the International Olympic Committee has also suspended, uh, uh, you know, they've asked all of the other federations who have competitions in Russia, they cancel them. And there are so many upcoming competitions in Russia. There's the 2023 UEFA Super Cup. It's scheduled for Russia. The European Gymnastics Championship is scheduled for Russia as well in 2023. This season's, uh, this year's Euro Curling Championship was supposed to be held in Russia later this year. All of that are in doubt as we speak. All of this says one thing. The geopolitical risk assessment huh? of all of the people that actually are in this country. again aside the f1 being cancelled there were plans to actually build like a properly structured f1 circuit in sochi yes it was i think it was later for two years from yeah. now or three years from now and That's it's not the only people even everything everything's major sponsors are usm 
Their women team are sponsored by Megaphone. These companies are owned by the name sounds familiar. Alicia Usmanov. Alicia Usmanov, a Russian oligarch. And as things stand, those deals are in massive danger of being cancelled. And this week, Roman Abramovich's name popped up again in the British Parliament. Yes. Those now, we'll get, no, we'll get to Chelsea in a bit. So I've been talking about, like, all of, so all of this and what all of the Ukrainian players that are outside Ukraine have been saying. In fact, two major sporting personalities have been trapped in Ukraine. You know, Robert, Roberto De Zerbi. The Italian manager, in fact, he's actually the current manager of Shakhtar Donetsk. Mm -hmm. You know, Shakhtar Donetsk have not been able to play in Donetsk for the last six seasons mm -hmm. because of the Donetsk is actually, Donetsk is actually Donetsk one is, of the hot spots yes, yes, that was attacked. So for six, since the 2014 so invasion, the Donbass. So yes. Luhansk and Donetsk are both exactly. Yeah. So they have not played there for six years. They've been playing most of their matches in Kiev. They've been moving about a lot. They've been in hardcore for the first until 2020 uh -huh. when they moved to the Metalist Stadium. Yes. So they haven't been... And, and Dezebi has been their coach for a while. In fact, he released a statement. He released a video, actually, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where he was thanking people and said he was held up in his room and that he's okay and all of that. Then they have another... <laughs> Manager called, you know, Paolo Fonseca. Yeah, Paolo Fonseca. Paolo Fonseca is a former manager of Shakhtar Donetsk himself. It was when he was in charge of Shakhtar that he met his wife, who is Ukrainian. So he's there visiting family, and then boom, hmm. he's been trapped. You also had to. At least he's visiting family. Yeah. Oh, he's visiting family. <laughs> and then you look at uh, uh, how the how all of this is even affecting Ukrainian players that are not even in Ukraine. Yamalenko. Of West Ham, yeah. he's been given time off yep. by West Ham yep. because the West Ham boss, uh, uh, what's his name, Moyes. Moyes, said that he's not in the right frame of mind. He won't be. His yes. family is out there. Uh, Danilo Ignatenko, he plays for Bordeaux. He's actually on loan from Shakhtar. He came to training in tears, according to Bordeaux. They released a statement and said that he was, uh, been, he was being given time off. Andre Lenny, the Real Madrid assistant uh, goalkeeper, the second choice goalkeeper. Uh, Ancelotti also said the same thing, that he's been giving time off. Last night, Zinchenko uh, attended an anti-war visual in Manchester with hmm. other Ukrainians. So last night, he didn't sleep yeah. at all. When, Pep Guardiola, uh, Wednesday night, Benfica's uh, Yeremchuk. Yes. Yes. When he, I think he scored. And, and then, exactly. Um, the chap for Atalanta, what's his Malinovsky. name? Malinovsky. Yeah. Malinovsky. Uh, you know, and Vitaly Klitschko and his brother Vladimir, yeah. they have picked up arms. Yeah, and Vitaly is the mayor of Kiev. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he, say, he says that he's definitely going to. I mean, yeah. and they have officially so. enlisted. You saw the video of the Brazilian players held mm -hmm. up at, uh, mm -hmm. at, at a hotel, yeah. uh, and Shakhtar have a whole colony quite, yeah, of Brazil. Of course, of course. At a and point, their manager Michel Luchescu had to learn Portuguese, so he communicated to the team in Portuguese because of the number of Brazilians they had. And you know, Poland, Sweden, and Czech Republic have already uh, written matches. to FIFA saying that they don't want to play that uh, uh, FIFA qualifying Qualifier. game yeah. because Poland are scheduled to play Russia on March 24. If Russia wins, they will play the winner of the Sweden versus Czech Republic match. And so those three countries have already told him that they are putting pressure and, and, on And FIFA. these are countries that actually have history with Russia. Yeah. They do mm -hmm. already. So they are, they're putting pressure on, uh, on, uh, on, on FIFA to cancel and basically throw out Russia. Because Ukraine have written to FIFA and, 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 and UEFA to tell them to expel uh, uh, Russia. And all the teams that belong to Russia from their competition. We know the Europa League 
one of them is <laughs> they was in a draw yesterday yeah. uh, and uh, so they are still actively playing mm -hmm. and then so then it brings us to how all of this affects Chelsea Football Club and this is a very important topic right the reason it's important is because the UK has said that it will sanction all Russian oligarchs and yep. it's reported that around 40 Russian oligarchs live in London. And Abramovich has been actually tagged as an enabler of Putin. Thank you. He's a very good friend of mm -hmm. Putin because mm -hmm. he also made his money around Through the time or, yep, Putin came yep. into power. So there's no denying that particular fact. As things stand, actually, Chelsea, of course, we know belongs to Abramovich, bought the team for one pound in 2003. From Ken Beats. As things stand now, Abramovich has loaned Chelsea nearly two billion pounds. Nearly. Not as much. Nearly two billion pounds in loans. All right. There's a holding company that controls Chelsea. That holding company is so Abramovich doesn't just hand the money, take the money, and give it to somebody. The way Abramovich financed the club was through loans, and it's a very intelligent business arrangement. All right. So there's a holding company for Chelsea. The company borrows from Abramovich's companies. So that's how Abramovich finances. That's how he finances Chelsea. Okay. So they go and borrow the money, but because it is his company, they don't put pressure on the team to pay the money. Yeah. So Chelsea continues to borrow and continues to borrow and get all of that money to finance the club. So if Abramovich today were to be sanctioned... Chelsea will have to cough up. No, they, they Chelsea don't have to cough up. Okay. But if they were, Abramovich were to be sanctioned, he's reportedly worth $13.6 billion. The only way Chelsea would be in trouble is for Abramovich to say... Pay, pay my money, yeah. pay my loans now. Yep. Then that's where Chelsea would not be able. Of course, they can't. They don't have two billion lying somewhere. So, mm -hmm. there's no so cash. Uh, there is no cash anywhere. Chelsea is reportedly now, and you see, Chelsea is reportedly worth around three point six billion or mm -hmm. something of that sort. Sell the club if unless you sell the club, and as things stand. Hmm. Investors are only willing to buy clubs where they can pump in money and raise the. The, the 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 value of the club rather than buying a very established club how much more value can you really add to it how much profit can you make from that but nobody sees that happening because even if avramovich is sanctioned which is not at the moment mm -hmm. he still has lots of money elsewhere unless he's vindictive enough to want to punish great britain and mm -hmm. collapse chelsea yep. uh, which would affect hundreds of jobs yep. as payback that is the only way Chelsea would collapse if Abramovich uh, is sanctioned. Uh, and, in fact, it's rumored that even if he were to demand for his money, the British government, as well as the Premier League, would be willing, would be to, willing to pump in money at Chelsea to ensure that the club continues to be sustainable. Because Chelsea has begun to separate itself from all of the Abramovich money. From loaning the club hundreds and hundreds of pounds each year when he first took over. Right now, last season, Abramovich only loaned Chelsea around 60 million pounds or so. So Chelsea's dependency on Abramovich has reduced drastically. They are now relying on sponsorship deals coming in from their headline sponsors uh, like Nike and 3. Nike and 3 alone uh, brought Chelsea around 130 million a season last year. Every season, 130 million from Nike and three. Then Chelsea have also managed to build one of the most reputable academies and are now raking in more revenue than any other club in the world from player sales. Last season alone, they made 
127 million pounds from the sale of Tomori, Temi Abraham, and Kezuma alone. McGehee, they sold him to Crystal Palace for 24 million. You add it to that 127, Chelsea made around almost 150 million from player sales in one season. So the club has gradually found a way of separating themselves from Roman Abramovich. That is why it looks like even if Abramovich is sanctioned, the Chelsea Football Club as an entity will survive without the Abramovich money. Because in the last few years, <laughs> because in the last few years, they have become less and less and less dependent on Abramovich as time has gone on. The only other thing I really wanted to speak about was Gazprom and why Gazprom, a state-owned gas company, <laughs> is sponsoring so many clubs. Everything. Around Europe Sponsoring and in the world FIFA at the and moment. UEFA strategic. As well. Very strategic. strategic. Because see, the nature of sponsorship is simple. Traditionally, sponsors only offer products. Uh, sponsors of football teams offer products that the fans can buy. Mm -hmm. So when some some mobile sponsors Chelsea, you know that they are selling mobile phones. Mm -hmm. When T Mobile sponsors buy a minute, they you know what they're doing. Phones. When Chevrolet sponsors Man United, you know they're selling cars. And then the list goes on and on and on. And Gazprom were the first to break that protocol and bring in a product that they didn't sell to the fans. And they were selling to countries. They were selling to states. And the reason is quite simple. They're using it as a way to win a lot of goodwill. From all of these companies to expand by extension their influence beyond even expanding uh, the communism agenda. Thank much, you. You see, far, far, and, far, and it goes back to a quick point. much like what people are accusing the Saudi state of doing exactly, through Newcastle, Newcastle yeah. and what the Qatari state is doing through PSG and what the Emirates are doing yeah. through Manchester. And Russia state. showed the way. In fact, they showed the way with Gazprom in 2005 when they stepped in to sponsor. Schalke 04. Mm. At the time they came to sponsor Schalke 04, the club was in debt, debt yes. of 140 million. Huh. The only reason that was important, if you had to understand why Gazprom decided to sponsor Schalke 04, you have to go back to 2005 during the elections when Gerhard Schroeder was contesting the elections with uh, Angela Merkel. Mm -hmm. At that particular time, Schroeder was very good friends with a certain Vladimir Putin. And the only reason they were very good friends was because Putin and his Gazprom company were interested in building a gas pipeline straight from Russia all the way to, to, to Germany. And the reason they wanted to do that at, through the Baltic Sea was basically because every single year, the pipelines that they had were passing through Ukraine to the west. Because Ukraine is positioned between Russia and Western Europe. Europe yep. So the pipelines that they were transporting the gas to, and you have to remember that 39% of all of the gas in the EU area is coming from Russia. And they were paying around $2.2 billion every year to Ukraine for them allowing them to use the pipelines through their countries. So they wanted to bypass that. They didn't want to be paying that money. But in order for them to be able to build that particular pipeline through the Baltic Sea, they needed Germany to approve. And the Germans were very interested. So in other, what is the better way to get public support 
than supporting a football club with hundreds of thousands of fans and basically saving the club because without that Gazprom sponsorship, Shaka would, Shaka would have gone, would have gone down. down. So the moment they came in, there was goodwill from the people and the opposition to the Gazprom pipeline because under the Arctic, environmentalists didn't like it and there were a lot of protests. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the moment they came in, pumped money into Gazprom, the people were quiet, and Shalka, sorry, people were quiet, and they were able to build that particular pipeline. And Schroeder, of course, lost the election in mm -hmm. 2005, mm -hmm. and by 2007, it was announced that he was the man to oversee the construction of the Nord Stream uh, pipeline. So he had a new job. I love that pipeline. Oh, bro, that pipeline was completed in 2011, and they were now bypassing Ukraine, pumping an awful lot of gas into that particular and, and that, uh, area. That, that goodwill obviously would Thank appeal you. to UEFA. Yes, would appeal to FIFA. Yes, and you see, and in fact, in 2007, do you know how your good friends' football club, uh, uh, Krevnes Feda, Red Star? You know they also sponsored by Gazprom. Mm -hmm. The only reason Gazprom sponsored that Serbian team was because they were looking to build another pipeline called the South Stream. And the South Stream would have gone through Serbia. So, how do you get the goodwill of the Serbian people the sponsor their the biggest, biggest club? club. <laughs> so, they go and sponsor. Of course, that particular pipeline project uh, um, halted. It was closed, never completed. And then you go into uh, uh, St. Petersburg. You know how Zenit, you know there was a time where from nowhere Zenit and Petersburg became a powerful they, they, club. They even won the Europa League in yep. 2008. They yep. won the Super Cup. Also. Oh, a lot of money. It was all the yeah. money from yeah. Gazprom that transformed them. Yuri Zekov. Thank um, you. Asavi, they had a lot Thank of you. back in the day. So, the geopolitics of all of this football sponsorship is very important. Somebody, there was somebody, time, somebody would say it's football and this is politics. No, yes. everything is everything. No, no, no. It's, yeah, it is all connected. Mm -hmm. It is all connected. And you see, and you have to understand that, uh, in as things stand, because of how powerful the Gazprom influences in sponsorship deals across Europe, a lot of the executive boards of all of those other, uh, like UEFA and all of them, are having Russian politicians mm -hmm. being members. Yeah, and Russia, so, Russia, so they're closer to like, power. Exactly, like you, you mentioned have become increasingly more powerful in the last yes. two decades. And you look at, and that is exactly what they're doing, even with the Roman Abramovich, and it's because Putin is using all of these oligarchs mm -hmm. to spread uh, 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 the, the the Russian agenda. Mm -hmm. Because buying Chelsea and turning it into what it is, because Gazprom even have a sponsorship deal with Chelsea Football Club. Mm -hmm. They are their energy energy partners. So we're saying that. The geopolitics or the geopolitical nature of the football world, as things stand now, requires a lot of these teams to be more geopolitically correct and do a risk assessment that is not only based on finances and a team's ability to pay, but one that also pays attention to all of the politics in order to avoid some, some of these things. Because there's a whole economy that is about to collapse mm -hmm. because of the, uh, the issues. Russia, Ukraine. Yes. Now, yes. you go back to if there's an issue with Qatar, you know how many football clubs will be hit? Not. Oh, if boy. there's an issue with the United Arab Emirates, you know how many clubs will be hit? So it is time for us to start to think twice. It is wonderful when they pump the money in and win trophies and fans are always happy. Drinks but on the long, yep. in the long run, there are problems. Whew. That's what's going on. Football and politics. You know... An interesting marriage. I remember when I was um, grad school, when I had to write my thesis on 
sports and international relations. And so I thought about that topic and I asked myself, f- sports and politics, do they go together? I always have done. Very early into the thesis, I realized that, look, they are all they are politicians are all yep, politics. Yep, there's always time. politics. Something time. that looks innocent at face value. Mm-hmm. You realize that there are so many things beneath. So, as people who consume sport, let's not just... We like, we would, would wish it would be without the politics. But you see, understanding the politics will help you understand why certain things are big deals to people. Why, if Granit Shaka scores a goal or his... Uh, his brother to somebody and they do some crazy celebration and wonder about why is everybody talking about why are they getting suspensions why they get for it reason for yep. it so the why is Shakiri antagonizing yes, why, people it, from there's always yep. a, and it's important that we understand especially when it comes to Eastern Europe you find that Eastern European politics and geopolitics is very heavy very intense and it's steeped in layers and layers and layers of history and you've got to untie all these things to get to the root look this present Russia Ukraine thing it takes its roots from the late 80s yep. when the Cold War yep. ended. Yep. And look at how many years have built on this and now we are here. Some some people would even take it all the way back to maybe even the 1818 to back maybe yes. Alexander II, yes. the yeah, Romanovs the, the and all, 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 all that stuff. But in, interesting stuff going on as far as... Let's talk about the Carabao Cup final. Just quick thoughts from Daniel on this one and then we take the show home. The show, uh, our time is almost up. Daniel, who wins that game for you? Chelsea-Liverpool. <laughs> based on current Toto form, you, based on current form, you say Liverpool, but yeah, um, yeah. Look, Tuchel takes one every final with Chelsea, right? Every final, but Tuchel has lost the FA Cup. Tuchel has lost more games against club than any other manager. Yes, but you see, some some teams are championship teams, and Chelsea is not the team that where you, you just over uh, right off when they are walking mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. a final they, they they understand the business they know how to win trophies so i think this is going to be one of the most interesting finals we've watched i think it's going to be similar um to jose Mourinho's first final in charge of chelsea and um, that end-to-end brilliant game of football between themselves and liverpool it was a gerard own goal that um gave chelsea the win it's, it's, it's going to be difficult i i genuinely cannot tell who's going to win it's one of those games that you would have to sit and, and watch and enjoy yourself um, as a neutral. For Chelsea and Liverpool fans, um, it's going to be a tense encounter, of course. You, you, you look at this Chelsea team and see, it just goes, um, you, you take it back to um, the festive period when the two teams faced. It was a similar uh, moment like that. Chelsea were not on form. Liverpool were on a high. They took a 2-0 lead. And then Chelsea were able to claw back and draw a 2-2, even before halftime. Mm-hmm. It just shows you that um, when it comes to games like that, it, it doesn't really, form doesn't really matter. And if you look at the individual figures in the Chelsea team, these are guys who, they know how to win competitions. They know how to win trophies. So it's going to be something that a lot of people will be interested in. Thank um, uh, Kepa to start. <laughs> this, this is Kepa's biggest campaign. No, I, I, I think that should happen. And yeah. I've seen some tweets yeah. about He's how been... Kepa should start because uh, uh, the, the, the my Frank Khalid. I don't know. No, uh, you see, I, I, no, I, don't, I don't even think they should. Not, be not sentiment. Issue. Let's be honest. Kepa is not a bad guy. Kabla Kalaza. No, no, not at all. Kepa starts for almost every team. Kepa Kabla Kalaza. Yes, Kepa. Kappa, Understand Kappa that Kepa is competing with the best goalkeeper in the world as it stands. And whoever is competing with the best goalkeeper in the world will obviously be number two. But my point is, oh, oh black, see what you've done. He's been look. He's the one who has carried Chelsea throughout this competition. Yeah. He's 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 done it single-handedly because 
um, the first two games, I think, were decided from penalty shootouts. And he's the reason why they, they've made it this far. So I feel... and he's, look, he's the It's fact only he's right. Part. It's only right that he starts. And especially game. since he doesn't start regular games. Yeah, this is his. Give yeah. Kablakalaza the chance. <laughs> this is right. Love that. Love that. So that's just about it from us here. Almost everything covered. The Premier League games as well this weekend. Thank you very much for your text messages and tweets. Thank you, Daniel Crantin. Thank you, Fetu Tahiru and Nathan Kwao. Thank you to Susu Graham, Bernard Esa, Rita Menta, and everybody else in the background. Helping with social media and all. My name is Benjamin Inketia. It's been fun coming your way with Sports Panorama. Premier League preview show comes up right after this. Don't touch that dial. Enjoy the rest of the programming. <laughs>